Hey y'all, what's going on, man? What's going on? That was G with your boy Fonz. I'm Carl. And the reason why I'm talking this way, because I got some exciting news. But before I get into that, thank y'all <laughs> for coming and watching the show and downloading the podcast and everything, you know. We keeping it coming and as long as y'all liking it, we're gonna keep doing it. So we appreciate y'all. But so today, maybe about two hours ago, I found out the, the league schedule coming out mm-hmm. on the 12th at 8 o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody should know who they're playing. Right. You know, but the, the schedule, you know, of course, they put in week one, you're playing this person, so on and so forth. So that's one of the biggest things I was looking forward to other than the draft. But, you know, I'm excited. Yeah, man, you know, you find out who you want to play. You can start planning on looking at certain games, looking forward to seeing certain games, mm-hmm. um, and maybe planning to go to some of the games. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. definitely an excitement. It's always good to see who's going to play. I know AOC North, I believe we got the NFC South, AFC East, yep. and I think that's it. And yep. our division, of course. Yep. Um so it's definitely going to be something to see, something to watch. Uh, AFC East isn't the same as it's been for over the last two decades. It's more of a toss-up division now. Uh, maybe three years ago, it was all about the Patriots. Now it's all about maybe the Bills and the Dolphins. What they current yeah. the Dolphins, yeah. Patriots is gonna probably come in third, but nevertheless, we're not even getting to predictions. Um, and then we got the week NFC South. <laughs> uh, we only, you know, we got to play Tom Brady, and uh, you know that's always fun. Hope that we do our job. Everybody that's in AFC North, do your job when it comes down to that one. And uh, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I'm excited about that, man. That's, that's yeah. good. I mean, I was, I'm not too excited about seeing Brady, but I don't care. You know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. uh, so, to switch over to NBA news for a second, um, the Boston Celtics swept the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we kind of seen that coming because Brooklyn had a lot going on this year. Um, with the Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving situation, the Ben mm-hmm. Seven situation, mm-hmm. so but I did not expect for them to get swept. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect for them to get swept either. But I can say that Jason Al Horford, them boys played an excellent game. Oh yeah. Uh, Jason had 29 points, went four for six from the three-point line, nine, 16 in the field goal, 36 minutes. Um, they, I mean, they, they played a, a great game. And uh, shame on the net. Mm. You have KD and Kyrie, one of the best mm. scoring machines in this league. Not to mention you have Blake Griffin, off the bench, who they should have been playing throughout the whole se- uh, the uh, series. Right. That, I mean, he's a, he's a great 
He's just a great player. He's, he's one of the OGs and one of the, you know. He's been OG around for a minute. Right now, he's been around for a while. But let's talk about this KD thing, though. This guy went 13 for 31 from the field. Three for, three for 11 at, at, at the three-point line. Had seven rebounds, nine assists. 39 points. He scored the most points on that team with 39. Kyrie only had 20. But nobody expected for the Celtics to sweep them. Sweep around your like, front. That was crazy. But big shout out to Boston. I like, I mean, I, 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 you know, Jason Tatum is one of my favorite players uh, in the league. Um, I respect them. And you know, they definitely deserve it. They've been balling, not even this year. They was kind of, they was getting on the road last year, honestly. But mm-hmm. I'm glad they went ahead and got the Nets on out the way. So, yeah, go on. they went ahead and took care of business. You know, um, a couple of noteworthy games upcoming. You got the Suns and the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. The series is tied two to two. I'm anxious to see who's going to come out that series, to be honest. Probably the um, Suns. I mean, my money's on the Suns. You got the Mavericks and the Jazz. Dallas is up three to two. That's going to probably go to a game seven. You got the Golden State Warriors and Denver Nuggets. Let me let me let me pause right there. So I watched maybe about the first three quarters of that game on Sunday, and I must say, the Warriors look tired, hmm. especially Steph Curry. Like he, everything he tried to. to to pop off, he just couldn't pop off. So I don't know what's going on there, but you know, right now they're leading three to one. Um, Memphis and Minnesota series is tied two to two. Uh, the Miami Heat and the ATL, the Hawks, Miami is leading three to one. I think uh, Miami is gonna close them out pretty sure. I don't know now. Now, the Hawks played a good game the other day against Miami, they they. Yeah, but you know they they was they fought they fought for that one. I don't I was, know. I don't know about counting them out. But I, I was hearing on the radio this morning with the work that somebody from the Hawks is on the um the injury wellness exempt list. I guess for COVID or something like that. So we'll see. Uh, seventy sixes in Toronto. Who you got there? Sixes. I concur. I, I mean, Toronto might give them a series, but six is going to come out. And this is the one that hurt my heart. Milwaukee and Chicago, that, that one kind of hurt because I've been a Chicago Bulls fan since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. And right now, Milwaukee is up three to one. So I got a feeling the Bills, not the Bills, but the Bulls are going to get closed out. And, of course, Brooklyn already took that nap. Oh. <sighs> So let's so switching back to the NFL. This is one that's kind of near and dear to my heart. Uh, Ian Rappaport says that left tackle Ronnie Stanley of the Ravens, he's on pace to be ready for 2020. Mm-hmm. I heard the same crap last year. Um, <laughs> now, a video came out with Ronnie Stanley. He was walking backwards on the beach. That does not give me no type of hope. Um, He's going to be monitored during the summer, and there's optimism that he'll be good to go. There was optimism for Ronnie Stanley last year, and we put a lot of money into Ronnie Stanley. Now, the the fan in me hopes he's better, but the realist in me is like, okay, (laughs) enough of this garbage. 
Um, moving on though, the Packers tried to get Darren Waller from the Raiders, <laughs> and the Raiders uh, said, "We good." <laughs> um, report came out last night I believe it was last night that the Packers tried to get make a trade for Darren Waller when they was you know trading with Devontae Adams right um but both sides declined to offer because of a league rule that says that prohibits players being part of compensation for a trade of a player on an unsigned franchise tag. Remember, Devontae Adams did not sign his franchise tag. Right. But, yeah, that, that would have been sneaky. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I mean, honestly, I kind of forgot all about Darren Waller over there, man. Yeah. But, but I think about it, I mean, they got a great squad over there. They got doggone Jacobs at running back, Darren Waller at tight end, Devontae mm-hmm. Adams at right receiver. They got a decent quarterback in Derek Carr, and their defense is sneaky good. Right. <laughs> Max Crosby and them boys yeah. out there. Uh, so, you know. And what division the Raiders in? They in the West, the AFC West. See, uh, with Chiefs, Denver. And, of course, can I said Kansas City already. Chiefs, yeah, Denver, uh, Raiders, Chargers. That's what it, that's what it is. My bad, if, everybody. If they, can, if they can stay healthy. They gonna contend for that division. Chiefs, feel, y'all better watch out. I feel like the Super Bowl is gonna be the NFC West versus the AFC West. Mm-hmm. That, that's just me. I ain't even, you know, that's because everybody in the West is really stocking up. Um, but I kind of like I said, I, I've I've been really down on the Raiders lately. But like you said, the Raiders have a decent squad that could possibly challenge the Chiefs. Right. Yeah. I mean. That is, I mean, but it remains to be seen. Got to stay healthy. They yes. got to stay healthy. I mean, like I said, they had they had an impressive job um, this past season by making it to the playoffs with all the adversity that they faced throughout the year. Right. Of course, with John Gruden and the receiver, I can't call his name, Henry Ruggs. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like the Raiders will really contend for that division. I really do. All right. I mean, so, the Chargers got a chance. And even yeah, the Chargers maybe <laughs> they got to get out their own way though. They got to get out yeah. their own way. Right. Um. So this Thursday night, the draft. After waiting and waiting and waiting, the draft is coming up. The first round, to be exact. So. In your opinion, who do you think is going first overall? Hmm. That is a great question. Um, who have, the Jaguars got number one, right? Jaguars, again, have the number one overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I'm trying to think of about what the Jaguars currently need right now. And what, who they could sign that can benefit, uh, you know them during the season or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know the Jaguars and sign um, a few receivers um, for uh, Trevor Lawrence. 
Right. They didn't cut some defensive players. They didn't let go Miles Jack. They didn't uh well they been got rid of AJ Boye. Um but what I, I can see possibly the Jaguars going for somewhere around maybe the defense area. And if I, I had I to take an educated agree. guess, if I if I had to take a, a educated guess, it's probably going to be on that defensive line. And yeah. I'm going to say let's go. I can't pronounce his name, but it's all right. I'm going to try. Uh, Akim Iguan or whatever his name is, a tackle from North Carolina State. <laughs> He's a tackle. I'm sorry, bro. You <laughs> <laughs> well, know how to pronounce his last name. Right. And I, and I feel you. I feel you with that. I feel like, and not only just me, but like the consensus feel like they either going to go Aiden Hutchinson or what's the other guy's name? Well, Aiden Hutchinson or even Trayvon Walker. Those two, especially with defense, Aiden Hutchinson, he's a, um edge defender, and he's pretty good. He's like number one on everybody's board. Right, right. But I really think, I really think that they're going to pull an okie doke on everybody and go sauce garden. I really feel like they're going to do that. Mm. That's just the Jags way of thinking. <laughs> now, Last year was obvious because they needed a quarterback. And the best quarterback of that class was Trevor Lawrence. But I really feel like they either can go edge defender or they're going to go corner. I think, yeah, either they go edge. Or I can I can even see them drafting an offensive lineman or offensive tackle. Yeah, that too. You got to keep him up right. Yeah, you got to keep him protected because that yeah. was one of the issues as well last year. And then, um, then two Urban Meyer was their head coach, but you know. so I, I mean, and, and just going back to North Carolina, I mean, North Carolina got some good offensive linemen that mm-hmm. you can possibly pick up. So I'm gonna go Ike out of North uh, out of NC State. All right, he's good. a junior this year, and um, he's a he's a offensive tackle. I can see Jaguars picking up. They either gonna go defensive tackle, outside linebacker, or offensive tackle. Okay, okay. Somewhere somewhere around that area. All right, cool, cool, cool. So everybody knows that who teams that we back. We we don't hide it at all. No. Oh no. Quan got Steelers flag hanging up, and I'm I have <clears throat> Ravens big boy with the lights. <laughs> so as a Steelers fan, out of this, if y'all could let, let's take it like this. If y'all could move up. Let's say y'all trade up into like a top ten. Who would you pick? As Can you pick fan? Can you pick it? <laughs> That's easy. Can the man he pick is, it? Can he pick it? Oh man, definitely got definitely got to drive the quarterback. Definitely. Well, not Malik Willis. Malik Willis, if he's available at twenty, yeah. But yeah. I I like I like Kenny Pickett a little bit more than Malik Willis. Now Malik, um, Malik, Malik is—he's <laughs> really—he's very athletic. Like he's an athletic playmaker type. Um, you know what I'm saying? He is a good fit for us. Don't don't get me wrong with the offensive coordinator that we have in Matt Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, he would definitely like 
utilize some creative concepts um, that he did in college over, you know, to our offense. But right. like it, it's more of like with the Kenny Pickett thing, I kind of related to like the James Conner. James Conner was from Penn State. Kenny Pickett from Penn State. Mm. We that already Penn State connection. Yeah, that Penn State connection. We know so much about him already. I mean, he. I mean, it's not a big adjustment for him because he's literally going right across the street. You know, what I'm saying the training. I think we share a training facility with Penn State, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, but, but it's, it's, uh, it's not far I, from home. I want us to draft a quarterback, whether it's Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett. We need a quarterback for the simple fact. You know, what I'm saying we did sign uh, Mitch. Trubisky. We still have Mason. We lost to Wayne Haskins, unfortunately. So we definitely need somebody to battle that second spot. Because Mason right. just can't you just can't give it to him. Um and even, I feel even like the it's, defense it's, y'all got. I, I would not even trust Mason. Right. So definitely we need a quarterback. Like I definitely want, I would love for us to draft a quarterback in the first round. That'd be a good start for us. Even if he has to sit behind Mitch because he signed to a two year deal. Even if you let him sit behind Mitch for two years and start him, that's perfectly fine. But we definitely have to find a successor for big Ben. I don't think Mitch is the successor for big Ben. I think it's going to be one of these rookies out here that we're going to have to draft either this year or next year, but I don't see a point in rating next year because we might need something else next year. That's maybe more important. Right now, what's important to us, in my opinion, is quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. We won, you know, we had one for 18 years. He just retired, and we just had one that is not with us no more because of a mistake that happened, but he was still young. So, I mean, we, we didn't lose a lot at that position. So we definitely right. need to draft quarterback. So, and I kind of figured you was going to go all in on a quarterback. Um, if I was the GM for the Ravens, which I'm going to be shortly, if I was the GM and I'm like, okay, we got the 14th pick. What do we need? I'm a firm believer in the trenches. So my pick, honestly, would be if he would fall down to us, Jordan Davis out of Georgia, mm-hmm. big defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. I would go. I would go D tackle. My fourteenth pick, simple, simply because. Okay, you got my man Calais Campbell there. Okay, he's long in the tooth now. Like I mean, yes, he's still, he can still play at a high level, but nah. All right. And then Brandon Williams. I don't think we're going to resign him. So we need somebody to plug that middle up. Now right. on the flip side. Mm-hmm. My first instinct was to go edge defender, but I will wait to like the second round to go edge defender. Um, and then my other first instinct was to go offensive line, but I'm looking at it like this. Ronnie Stanley could be coming back healthy. He could not be coming back healthy. So right. That kind of that changes my pick a little bit. You got, you got to have that insurance, but my heart of heart says Jordan Davis but my mind is like, okay, offensive line. Now, if neither one of the quarterbacks is available to us at 20, I would suggest drafting the corner. Yeah. As whoever is still a fan out there, y'all listen and hear me out. Pittsburgh has always had a great front seven. Mm -hmm. Always. We maintain it. 
We always maintain a front seven. I give you that because, I mean, a front seven is important. You can put pressure on the quarterback, make him get rid of the ball quick. But just imagine if we had a lockdown corner on one of the sides of the ball with that front seven that you have. Yeah, that makes it even tough. Now, normally a lot of our corners are short between 5'9", five, 5'11". Five, mm-hmm. That's kind of short. I feel like we need a taller, a tall, kind of tall, sneaky corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, my man, Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson, mm-hmm. six foot, even, 200 pounds. So he right where he need to be. He got height on him. And, uh, I mean, he had a pretty – he had an all right season. His statistics is not very surprising. But – it's just the fact one one of one of the main reasons he's going to be probably one of the best corners on the board. So I believe in taking the best available player at your needed position, possibly. And um, so I, I definitely like would love to see Pittsburgh draft a corner for once, like yeah, especially in the first round. Like even if we can find somebody better than him, like that that'd be dope. I feel like that that'd be what has set us over the edge. If we can just find some corners, don't get me wrong, Joe Hayden, the Joe Haydens of the world is great. Ike Taylor was amazing. Cortez, Cortez Allen, he was an average corner. I mean, but that was many years ago in between, and now Joe Hayden is, I think I think Joe Hayden didn't left us. I don't know, I'm not for sure. Got to do my research on that. But anyways, even if he is with us, Joe Hayden, he didn't spend too many years of his good years in Cleveland. <laughs> so, I mean... You know what I'm saying? I definitely, man, that'd be awesome if Pittsburgh can draft a corner, man. So if we don't, if we can't get a, if, uh, we can't get a quarterback corner. That definitely. makes sense. That that makes sense though, because you know, like you said, with Joe Hayden, he's kind of long in the tooth now, right? So you know. All right, so so what me and Quan did, we actually sat down in the GM chair for our respective teams. So Quan was the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I was the GM of the Baltimore Ravens. And what we did, we actually did a mock draft. I usually don't like mock drafts, but I feel like this one this year would be fun, but since the draft is kind of different. Um, so I can go ahead and reveal who I've drafted. I actually did two of them, but I'm going I'm to reveal the second one. All right, so my first pick, Round one, pick number 14, I picked Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa. He's a center. So again, like I said, you know, trenches. I'm a firm believer in the trenches. I feel like Ravens receiving core is okay. I feel like tight ends is straight. That offensive line was horrible. I mean, we gave up 57 sacks. Uh, it was one game. We got sacked seven times in one game. I think that was against Pittsburgh. All right, so – Round two, edge defender Nick Bonito from Oklahoma. He was the best available edge defender in the second round. I don't understand how he dropped in the second round, but, hey, I'll take it. Um, Round three, I got a tackle. Kellen Dyche from Arizona State. 
Oh man, you took one of my picks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my bad. Well, we wouldn't know because I did. I mean, we I didn't know you was gonna pick. Uh, and, I, and I had pick number one hundred in the third round. I got two third round picks. So for pick number one hundred, I got Alex Wright from the UAB as defender. Um, round four. I didn't pick a cornerback to round four. His name is Cordell Flott from LSU. Uh, round four, I had two. I got, I got, good God, five picks of round four. So round four, I was shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up for the, with the number 119th pick. I got D'Angelo Malone from Western Kentucky. Uh, pick number 128, Kalen Barnes from Baylor. Uh, pick one, number 39, the interior defensive line. I had, I'm just now addressing the interior defensive line because by the time I picked the 14 for the mock, um, Jordan Davis was already gone. Neil Farrell Jr. LSU. Uh, children names is something. I'm trying to tell you, man, what, what happened to Bob and Jack and John? Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, round four, pick number 141. I picked up a tackle, Logan Bruce, Bruss, Bruce from Wisconsin. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't have a fifth round pick. I didn't have a fifth round pick, but I went back to the defensive interior in round six. Curtis Brooks from Cincinnati. My overall grades is a A minus. Oh wow! Well, that's because you had some in the depth. That's the fix, especially in the fourth round. I had so many, I had so many picks in the fourth round. So I pretty much it's a family show, boy. But like the, my lowest grade, honestly, was Kellen Dice. From Arizona State, that was a D. And my second low was, was Tyler Lindenbaum from Iowa, which was a C plus. But okay. overall, I got A, 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 A plus, B plus, B, B plus, A plus for that last pick of the sixth round, which I thought was crazy. Right. So yeah, overall, A minus. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Pittsburgh got seven picks exact, two seventh round, mm-hmm. no fifth round, sixth round, third, second, and first. Mm-hmm. For the first round, I just mentioned him, Andrew Booth Jr. Mm-hmm. Corner, like I said, Good if we can't get a quarterback, we need a corner. Fact. If we can't, and, and I mean this, when I say if we can't get a quarterback, I know it's going to be quarterbacks available at the first round, but if we can't get a first round <laughs> eligible quarterback, <laughs> we don't need to draft one until later. Mm-mm. Which brings me on to my second pick, which is Carson Strong from Nevada. Mm. I heard good things about Carson Strong. One of the things is he got a great passing rating. I think it was 89.9. Mm-hmm. Didn't throw too many interceptions. He got a strong arm. Oh, we, we need that. We need somebody that can throw the ball. Now, mm-hmm. even though Mike Tomlin preached about mobility, quarterback still got to have arm. <laughs> he got the be able to sling it at least 30 yards. Ability is probably secondary to for me as far as the quarterback. I'd rather for a quarterback to know how to throw mm-hmm. than how to run. 
<laughs> Anyways, Carson Strong, uh, round two. Round three, I got Brian Asma from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Backer. Round four, I got a tackle, Killing Dice. Ah, you dropped, you, oh, you got him in the fourth? Uh-huh, I got him in the fourth out of mm-hmm. Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Round six, I got a running back. Oh. From North Carolina. Ah, mm. uh, Chadler. In the sixth round. Okay. In the seventh round, I got another, uh, well, offensive player, but he's a rod right receiver, Slade uh, Bowden. Oh, so that don't mean Alabama. nothing to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, the last pick that I picked in the seventh round was a linebacker called Nef High uh, Suell mm-hmm. from Utah. Mm-hmm. And my overall draft grade was a B plus. Okay, pretty good. That's Got pretty good. Three C's, one in the second for Carson Strong. And two in the seventh for the slave uh Bowden and the uh Nef High Seatwell. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, man. So <sighs> B plus is my overall. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's that's a pretty good draft. I mean, to be real, but if real quick quickly, if I can share my actual the first mock draft I did, which the grade was an A minus, but it looked better on paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> like for round one, I got I picked Jameson Williams from Alabama wide receiver. He's the number ninth um wide receiver on the pro football focus big board. Um, of course, I kept Nick Benito. I got in round three linebacker Brian Asamoah <laughs> from Oklahoma. Uh I got the, I ain't pick a center to the third round because I got two threes. I went Donovan West and for round four. Picks too. Yeah, we got we got 10 picks. Um round four, I got a corner, Damari Mathis from Pittsburgh, which is the 99th overall player on their big board. Um I addressed my defensive line with the 119th pick. I got Matthew Butler. Um linebacker Damone Clark for my next fourth round pick, number 139, Joshua. Azidu, mm-hmm. he's a guard. Um, round four, that's when I picked the running back. Right. Um, Pierre Strong Jr. from South Dakota State. And my last pick, Curtis Brooks again. Why in the world he, he, is he falling to round six? And that's like an A-plus pick. I don't get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, but, yeah, like, I kind of like the mock, the mock draft scenario. It kind of makes for an exciting draft, even though we know that our team is not going to pick who we got picked. I mean, yeah, sometimes, every once in a while, but, but it's not it's not likely. They got a mind on their own. They own some yeah. other stuff. <laughs> like honestly, though, if if the Ravens were to take my mock draft and take it that serious and use those picks, I would rather them do my second one. I would rather them do my second one. Now, mind y'all, we didn't trade no picks. I didn't trade the move up. I ain't trade the move up. I kept my exact picks. Picks, right. right. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, and I encourage y'all, man, like before the draft, go ahead and get on the mock drafts, man, and see how you can fare if you was the GM of your team. Right. 
But man, look, it's been a good show. I can't even. Yeah, man. It's, it's been a really good show, it's man. Draft so, time in the NFL. Yeah, sure. this, it's like Christmas, man. It's like waiting yeah, for Christmas. I'm about to see what you're about to get. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Again, everybody, if you have not joined the Backport Sports After Party, please get up there. Um, right. Everything is down there. And, you know, you can see it and everything. All the links are there. As well as, you know, hit us up on email if you've got a suggestion or whatever. Just hit us up on email and let us know what you think. And as far as, you know, the comments and everything, still do your due diligence, put the comments in there. You know, get on board. Right. Don't don't walk, run. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been the Bad Poor Sports Podcast with your boy Five. And Quan. And brother, we out. Peace.